Welcome to the Only Dream Big podcast, starring your host, Donnie Bedney. Only Dream Big is a podcast where Donnie will share tips and experiences on different topics, such as acquisition entrepreneurship, human capital, and the future of the workforce. He is the president of PSP Metrics and has been in the assessment and human capital management industry for more than 15 years, with the goal of driving change through people. As your guide on dreaming big, let's hear from the man himself. Let's do it, man. All right. So, hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Only Dream Big podcast. We're so excited this week uh, to have another guest, uh, Pierre Quinn, uh, an individual who I have uh, so much respect for, uh, you know, really view as kind of a, a peer mentor of mine who uh, is doing some amazing things, not only, um, you know, in his life, um, but also from a leadership perspective, um, you know, has just, uh, you know, coached so many organizations um, and individuals. Uh, I continue to follow him. Um, you know, it, uh, you know, he's one of my favorite follows actually on, on social um, whether that's on Instagram or, or uh, specifically on LinkedIn, um, you know, quite a bit. And so excited to have him on the Only Dream Big podcast today uh, where we can dive in a little bit. But Pierre, welcome. Thank you so much for, uh, for, for being on with us today. Man, Donnie, it's a, it's a pleasure to hang out with you today, man. I consider it a real honor. So, you know, just, just so we can hop right in and, 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 you know, once again, just, you know, welcome, um, you know, here on the pod, we really like to, you know, just share practical and pragmatic, you know, kind of pieces. And I know that, you know, a little bit about, uh, about your background, uh, and some of the ways that you have, you know, kind of transitioned from a specific career, right? Um, you know, and, and then, you know, transitioned into entrepreneurship. Um, although I know that you kind of come from a family of entrepreneurs as well. Um, can you kind of walk, uh, you know, our listeners through a little bit of your story, um, you know, and how you, you even, you know, made the, the decision probably to, you know, transition into entrepreneurship and, you know, what sort of impact, if any, um, you know, coming from kind of a family of entrepreneurs, you know, maybe played into some of that decision and, you know, some of your early successes. Yeah, you know, coming from a family of entrepreneurs, I always said that I didn't want to become an entrepreneur. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to do that. Oh, man. No. <laughs> okay. You know, seeing the my grandmother and, and my father and my uncle in the family business, I said, you know, I did, I just don't want to do that. But little did I know growing up and my family owned a, uh, a few dry cleaning operations in metropolitan Detroit in the late eighties and early nineties. So much from that experience was baked into me. So that even when I started pastoral ministry as a second career pastor, after spending time in communications work, higher education, business communication, mm -hmm. I started to have that that itch, that knack for building something that was tied to my own name or my family's name instead of building something that was already attached to a corporation. Mm. 
Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, so I, I, I laughed early on because, you know, it, my story is a little bit, uh, you know, different where I, I didn't witness, you know, any entrepreneurs, uh, you know, kind of growing up. And so I, um, you know, I didn't have kind of that same fear or, um, uh, you know, or, or frankly, even maybe was blind <laughs> to the fears that I should have, um, you know, a little bit more, um, you know, on that. And so, um, it, it was, it was very, very interesting to, uh, kind of hear you say that, uh, I, I would, you know, my, my, my gut would say, well, you know, the people who become entrepreneurs are the people that got to witness it a little bit more because you got the real version of it. Um, but I guess in your case that potentially like, pushed you the opposite way. Is that, is that fair? Yeah. And I think it's because we, there's a tendency, especially when you look at social media of late to glamorize mm. it is entrepreneurship is highly glamorized. And we look at, you know, I run a six figure business and I'm doing, you know, traveling and I'm an know me. And that's the glamorous part, but the, yeah, I just worked 16 hours today or a deal didn't come through and I'm trying to worry about how I'm going to make payroll or mm -hmm. I have family members that think I'm crazy. Like that's the less than attractive part of the journey that, you know, it doesn't make for good headlines or social media posts. Sure. But I saw, I saw the rough and tumble dirty parts of the hard parts of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think in many ways, of the struggle of the family of not having the elevated parts the celebrated parts as much i came i came to it with a skewed perspective of it's only a dire outcome so there was some maturing that had to happen on my part on on seeing what or discovering what a healthy business looks like even though i've been up and close to a business for for much of my life the the willingness to be taught and see it from a different perspective was so paramount mm. than what's happening for me in business today. Okay. Um and look, man, I, I uh and you can you can edit this part out. Um I don't know if it's my Wi-Fi um or, or on your side, but I feel like either there's a delay from me to you um or or something but there's some sort of like delay that i'm that i'm experiencing right now um and i'm on my well i'm on the i'm on the right one so i'm not on my secondary network right now um <laughs> are you getting anything like is that happening on your side or is that just me and i i hear you like directly so i don't i don't think it's Okay. Well, uh, coming it, on my side, case. but it could be yeah, me. We'll keep, we'll keep rocking. Um, it's fine. I just wanted to, I wanted to check. Um, Anne okay. is a wizard, so she will, uh, <laughs> she'll take care of all of it. I just needed to okay. pause for two seconds. Um, cause I was just like, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be the case. So all good. Um, man. So, okay. I mean, it, so many different ways that we can go in this conversation and and i just love that this is why i love the free-flowing you know kind of nature because um 
I've found that a, a, a number of people, um, you know, while they're in, um, you know, current roles, um, you know, or in certain industries, uh, feel trapped, right? Um, and and one of the things mm-hmm. that you know I've said, uh, and I still believe that I'm going to say this. Well, it, maybe this is literally the stage now because I've I've said I'm I'm going to say this to thousands, if not millions, of people. Uh, so here's here's the statement. You know, a, a, a lot of folks have, are, are told as they're gr- growing up, you know, get the best grades that you can, um, you know, so you can get into a good college, so you can hopefully get hired by a, a, a great organization. And then for those of us who are blessed to, you know, kind of climb that and reach the top of whatever that ladder is, a lot of those individuals get to the top of that ladder only to realize that that ladder was up against the wrong wall the whole time. And I believe that the, the right wall for your ladder to be on is entrepreneurship, whether that is, you know, starting your own thing, whether that is something that's, you know, uh, you know, tech and, you know, kind of venture capital backed, whether that is acquisition entrepreneurship, um, you know, ownership is just so key, um, you know, in order to continue to do those things. But one of the things I'd love for you to unpack a little bit more is for those folks who feel that trapped and that they can't necessarily make the leap into something that they're either more passionate about uh, or, or, or maybe it's just something in their gut that tells them like they should be doing something else. Um, how did you go you know, about that process? I mean, you, you mentioned like, you know, kind of it, going a corporate route and then, you know, being a minister as a second career, which is just like, what? You you chose to be a minister as a second career. <laughs> and then transitioning back into, you know, into business again. Um, I mean, that seems like just an amazing journey, my friend. So, like, it, can you unpack that for us a little bit more, um, you know, for those folks who maybe are, are feeling, you know, similar? Not only have you transitioned once, you transitioned twice. Um, so, so, you know, I, I'm sure folks would love to learn more about that. Yeah. So I'll back up. Let's talk about the, the pastoral transition really quickly. And when I was leaving, you know, fundraising and development and had a really good job working for a nonprofit, incredible opportunities. I had a mentor that told me, no, you work this job for a year or two. I can help position you, guide your career to your making, you know, over six figures a year. And this is, you know, cool. I am mm-hmm. 27 years old. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. But when I make the transition to, to pastoral ministry, I surrounded myself with pastors mm. because I wanted to learn and know the art and science of doing this job. Mm-hmm. So then when I trans, when I said, okay, now it's time for another transition, full-time entrepreneurship, I surrounded myself with full-time entrepreneurs. Mm. I think what happens to so many of us is that we get a lot of intake mm-hmm. people who are actually taking action. So mm-hmm. we listen, we listen to great pods like this and we go to great seminars and we read great books and we watch incredible webinars. Mm-hmm. So our intake has shifted. Now it's, do, am I spending time around people 
mm-hmm. who are taking the actions that I want to take mm-hmm. and that I, I can, you know, catch the wind, catch the draft of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Or am I just content to stay around people who aren't doing those things? Mm-hmm. Yep. And the action. You can't just listen to great information and material and mm-hmm. not be surrounded about around people who are doing execution. Yeah. And that's that's such a crucial point, man. We got we got the books, we got the pods, man, we got the videos, we got the seminars, mm-hmm. we got it all. Mm-hmm. But there is something there is something like a there's a mystical element of being mm-hmm. around people who are doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And it rubs off on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's rich. That's rich, man. Um, you know, for for those of you who haven't heard, um, you know, my conversation with um, Sabrina, uh, uh, president and CEO of Vibrant Pittsburgh, uh, go back and listen to that episode as well, where she talks about crossing bridges uh, and the importance of relationships uh, and developing those relationships, uh, uh, etc. So, I mean, oof, man, so so much even to you know unpack there. You know, just from just from a belief, man, and, and this probably, you know, aligns, I think, with what you said, you know, creating an ecosystem around you where success is basically a byproduct. Right. And so how did you go about identifying, you know, some of those people? Um, you know, like you said, entrepreneurship is like a hot, you know, it's almost like a buzz term now. Um, you know, did you decide on specifically people who were doing what you thought you wanted to do, or was it just people working, you know, for themselves that like owned a business? It evolved. So at first I wanted to, I wanted to know, okay, who are other pastors who have entrepreneurial desires or ventures and begin to lever their thinking? Mm-hmm. and hang around in that ecosystem of people and then i went to okay who am i going to school with who you know they have they have a side hustle they have some venture that they, some investments that they're doing and let me, when i actually formed we formed a mastermind four of us who went to school together and everyone was involved in their entrepreneurial vi- venture and that kind of carried me gave me a lift for for quite a while And then I said, let's hang out with people who do specifically what you're doing in the area of leadership development, talent development, keynote speaking and consulting. And what is hanging out in that ecosystem? There there's a book. um, A Dean, Leah Dean. And I believe the name of the book is Discover Your Tribe or Activate Your Tribe, something on that regard. Uh, and Leah talks about how what was pivotal to her growth was recognizing you can't depend on one tribe for all of your for all of your getting all of your needs met and how she found growth and support by connecting to different tribes of people to get to the and for the longest time I thought well if it's not just with the people who are close to me I'm, I, I can't have it because that'd be betraying that tribe. But mm-hmm. true growth means that you're able to uh, integrate different circles of influence, 
different circles of thinking, different circles of, of power and income, mm-hmm. navigate them, be authentically who you are. Mm-hmm. And when times are appropriate, bring those circles together and leverage uh, that combined thinking. Mm. Wow. Stages. It's been different tribes that I've been a part of. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, dude, we're just we're just like 20 minutes in, y'all. Um, I, that is, um, it, it, you know, one of the reasons you're, you're just speaking my language, man. So, you know, even even this, um, you know, being able to be uh, a conduit to just curate conversations, you know, from folks like yourself, um, you know, th- this is powerful, man, that that whole tribe, you know, nature and potentially bringing, you know, those different tribes together, depending on, you know, what you're looking to achieve, that fits perfectly with the whole concept of driving change through people, right? The mm-hmm. fact that no person is an island um, and you have to, that, once again, this myth, right, of self-made people, right? Like, it's just... <laughs> It is not true. Let us debunk, you know, if, if if everything that Pierre just shared is just a great example of the fact that to be self-made is to not make anything, frankly. Um, I don't know of anyone who has created anything by themselves in a vacuum, period. Uh, and definitely no one who's, uh, you know, achieved, uh, you know, a, a dream or a vision that they have. Uh, either for themselves or an organization and so yeah man so so you've taken us through kind of you know a a, a little bit of that and so you know still as you were around those people who were doing the thing um at what point were you kind of like i mean did you just get to a point where because you were around those people uh you know did somebody physically tell you like look you basically just got to jump or not did you kind of put your toe in the water um, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, it, knowing your, your pastoral background, I don't want to throw out like any, you know, were, were, you know, were you like naming and you were like, I'm not even going to step into like the water at all. You know, did you have to dip down seven times? Like what wasn't, it was seven times, I think, uh, you know, whatever, like, how did you, how did you make the decision to finally officially, yeah. you know, take that leap? And there's a it's a very long story surrounding that. And, you know, the the bits that I can share in this particular conversation is it came down to a place for me where I was at the intersection of I, I the context in which I live did not allow two things to be true at the same time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Other people have different contexts. Mm hmm. But the work that I was doing did not allow for two things to be true at the same time. In my context, I could not be a full-time congregational leader Mm -hmm. and a full-time entrepreneur in the area of talent development, leadership development, keynote speaking. Mm -hmm. One, he said, you can't do this. So it became a a situation where you 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 cut all ties. 
you 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 literally take the leap and it's not what's crazy is it's not as much of a leap as sometimes we frame it because i i had seen notions and shades of this for going on 10 years so when wow. i finally make the transition most people around are like yeah i saw that mm. Mm. the leap now becomes more psychological Mm -hmm. it's it's financial because mm -hmm. you know you got paid on the first and the 15th yep. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 now it's psychological and do you do you trust the gifting enough mm. to work the gifting to generate not just livelihood for your family but mm -hmm. to generate bit to generate benefit for even more people it in my pastoral context you you need to you need to repeat that man you need to, to trust the gifting enough just yeah please, just, I'm, I'm gonna let you repeat that we, we have to repeat yeah <laughs> do you tr do you trust the gifting enough not just to provide a livelihood for my family mm -hmm. but to provide a benefit for even more people beyond my pastoral leadership wow my church was a church of of by the time i left i think our it's a small church so our attendance was around 350 400 by the time i left i i i i spoke at a seminar a couple of months ago depending on when when this is uh when we air this but back back in july of 2021 and i was standing i was standing in a room of 700 people wow and that was that was a workshop in the morning and then in the afternoon i did a workshop and there were 300 people in the room wow so in in one day a conversation with a thousand mm -hmm. you know i was i was in I, a couple of years ago what 2019 i spoke at a conference in houston a breakout session there were 3,000 people in the room wow wow and I, I'm there because the sweet spot for me as a facilitator, as a speaker, the sweet spot for me is to navigate the integration between their head and their heart to experience transformation for themselves and their organization. That's mm. my sweet spot. Got it. And whenever, whenever I'm operating in my sweet spot, quite often, Quite often, and I think this is the first time I've said this mm. out loud, right, on your platform. Quite often, we go. when that happens, it is a spiritual moment. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. So, it, a, apparently on the Only Dream Big podcast, we also speak about spiritual things. So, we, we, want, it, we want to talk about the whole person. <laughs> Right. I love that. Um, I love that, man. And, and you know, I, I'm so glad that you repeated that because I think it's so important. Um, you know, I believe the the, the term um, and, and, you know, an, another uh, podcast that I listen to, uh, you know, regularly is the Secrets to Success podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. So shout out to, you know, E.T. and, and uh, C.J. and Jamal uh, and Carl. 
who, by the way, I think is an Andrews grad. Don't forget Andrews CJ. Don't side. forget CJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CJ, CJ. I thought I said CJ, but yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely got a definitely got a shout out CJ for sure. But yeah, I think I think Carl is an Andrews grad, by the way. He so, is. Yeah. That's the whole shout out to Andrews. Yo, crazy thing. Uh, Carl was. I can't remember what science class that I took. Carl was like the the lab assistant teaching. Really. Many many years ago. I don't know. I don't know if it was astronomy. I don't know what, whatever class. But he was the the assistant. Small world, man. We we may need to uh, try to get Carl on the pod. Uh, Maybe we'll end up doing uh, another another episode with you and Carl, uh, and just talk about like successful people from Andrews. Maybe maybe that'll be the episode I have my wife on because that's that's another connection that I have to that university. Is uh, my wife went to uh, Andrews University, so. Uh, a lot of greatness that uh, <laughs> that comes out of there. Um, that's really cool. So, so going back to uh, the point though, just around the gift, um, uh, I don't remember it, which which member of, of the team you know mentioned this, but they were talking about that statement. Um, you know, your gift will make room for you, right? Uh, and one of the things I talk to people about a lot is about their superpower, mm-hmm. right? And and just convincing that uh, it's funny because uh, Paul C. Brunson, I listened to his affirmations in the morning, and one of the things that he he mentions is like, um, you know, you are one in seven billion, uh, and your power is that you are one in seven billion, right? Like. <laughs> There is no other Donnie Bedney. There is no other Pierre Quinn. Um, there is no other anybody, right? And so, you know, can, can you continue to build on that, man? Because I, I, I think that that's a big lesson. Uh, I talk to a lot of my clients about it, um, you know, both as they're talking about their vision for their organization, uh, as they're thinking about attracting talent for their organization and to their team. Um, you know, so, so folks talk about it in a lot of different ways, but you know, as you're as you're talking about your transition, um, can can you talk through maybe even some examples, right? So you 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 kind of gave a, a, a great, clear, and concise um, you know piece about the ideal way that you operate, uh, but can you can you just share a little bit more about you know that gift? How did you identify that gift? Um, you know, might be might be a great thing to discuss because folks may say like, I don't know what my gift is, right? Um, they know, but like, <laughs> I don't know what my gift is. Maybe, you know, how did you even, you know, accept that that was your gift? Um, and then how do you continue putting yourself or being intentional about putting yourself in places where you are operating in that regularly? I think the awareness piece for me started to come with the conversation. Hmm keynote speeches mm-hmm. so, so i would go places i would speak and people would hey can i talk to you hey can i talk to you and it would always have a depth to it that was beyond even the subject matter that i was bringing up you know people mm-hmm. want to share their life story and their journey and they would often say you know you just make it seem so practical and and so real and so doable and you're authentic and all of these pieces start coming together and i realized okay 
Well, there's a part in it that's the actual spoken message. And then the other part is the individual's transformation that they experience in the moment, but mm -hmm. then what's catalyzed for the future. Mm -hmm. And I kept having these recurring, recurring themes Okay. that, that people say, hey, hey, what you shared today wasn't just, okay, this was motivational. It's I'm going to go and t share this with everyone or you don't, you don't know how this is exactly what I need to hear at this point in time. That's thing, the recurring theme. Yeah. So I said, well, if this is the recurring theme, then there is something that resonates not just with the message, but with the heart and intentionality of the speaker that is causing people to question what their transformation looks like. Mm. And then I said, wait, wait, so this isn't about me speaking at all. It's about holding space. Consider their action. Mm. That's the gift. Holding space for people to consider their own transformation. Wow. So what are the ways that yeah. I can hold space? Mm -hmm. And I remember... I was in, I'll go back to Houston that I mentioned before. I was in Houston. It was a conference that I was speaking at. It was actually, it wasn't even a keynote. It was a breakout session that lets you know how big the conference is when a breakout session has 25. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, I don't think I've a 2,500 person breakout session. That's amazing. <laughs> so I finished, you know, I finished and I'm talking about perspectives of balance how do we balance our obligations as leaders and it was about 75 minutes and we were you know we were done I step off the stage handshakes you know people still do business cards to some extent mm -hmm. sharing contact information authentic and all of these pieces start coming together and i realized okay but there's a part in it that's the actual spoken message and then the other part is the individual's transformation that they experience in the moment, but mm -hmm. then what's catalyzed for the future. Mm -hmm. And I kept having these recurring, recurring themes Okay. that, that people say, Hey, what you shared today wasn't just, okay, this was motivational. It's I'm going to go and t share this with everyone, or you don't, you don't know how this is exactly what I need to hear at this point in time. That's thing the recurring theme yeah so i said well if this is the recurring theme then there is something that resonates not just with the message but with the heart and intentionality of the speaker that is causing people to question what their transformation looks like mm. and then i said wait wait so this isn't about me speaking at all it's about holding space consider their action mm. that's the gift holding space for people to consider their own transformation wow. so what are the ways that yeah. i can hold space mm -hmm. and i remember i was in i'll go back to houston that i mentioned before i was in houston it was a conference that I was speaking at. It was actually, it wasn't even a keynote. It was a breakout session that lets you know how big the conference is when a breakout session has 25. 
That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, I don't think I've a twenty five hundred person that. breakout yeah. session. That's amazing. <laughs> so I finish, you know, I finish, and I'm talking about perspectives of balance. How do we balance our obligations as leaders? And it was about seventy five minutes, and we were, you know, we were done. I step off the stage, handshakes. You know, people still do business cards to some extent, mm-hmm. sharing contact information. And this one gentleman waited until I well waited until I had spoken to everyone in the line, and he was you know I'm I'm not a tall guy so I'm five ten, right? Mm-hmm. If I put my Jordans on I'm five eleven, and you know he's six three six four. I mean the guy looks like maybe he played college football, mm. um, just you know just just in shape guy. And and he's crying. Wow. And I, I asked him, is everything okay? And he said, how did you know? I said, what did you mean? He said, how did you know what I needed to hear today? And then he says, he says, you know, I know this is going to sound crazy. I know this is going to sound crazy. But as I was going through the program book, looking at what section to pick, mm-hmm. it felt like I heard a voice say, to, I felt like I heard a voice. And when I sat down in your session and you started going through your content and sharing your story and challenging us with questions, you touched on everything that I was dealing with in my marriage, with my children, with my team at work, with my career aspirations, you touched on every single point. How did you know? Wow. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. So if the if the gift is to hold space for people to consider their own transformation, then I am literally doing a disservice not only to the gift but to the world if I don't position myself as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. through through the mentorship, through partnership, through co- mm-hmm. training, through coaching, mm-hmm. through investors, through whatever means that yeah. need to happen. I am literally doing a disservice to my gift and to the people that I'm called to reach. If I don't think beyond, if I don't, if I don't dream big enough mm-hmm. to touch as many people as possible with the gift before I expire. Wow. Folks. Uh, I mean, chills again, man. Uh, this is, um, whew. So we need more time. Uh, we need more time. Um, we, we, we have to have you back, man. What, what I'm going to say is, um, is this, and, and, and let me make sure that I'm looking in the camera. As you're listening to this, as you're listening to Pierre share, I need you to be very, very clear about one thing. 
and I'm going to say it in my own words, and that is, the world is waiting on you. Whatever your gift is, if what Pierre is sharing today and some of the practical tips for, for whatever that is, identify what your gift is and understand that the world is waiting on you because you are one in seven billion. Really, really, really be clear on that. You know, Pierre, as, as we're kind of, you know, winding to a close, um, you know, where can folks find you, um, you know, uh, from a social media perspective, you know, I want, I want everyone to follow, um, you know, you outside of this conversation. Uh, and on top of that, I'm going to ask you, you know, one other thing, which is, you know, it, it, are there any tools available? And, and that could even be just like, hey, call me. I'll help you with your gift. Any tools or assessments or anything that folks can think about or take, um, you know, or even just an exercise that they can do, um, you know, uh, you know, as they're leaving, you know, listening to this, what actions can they take to be able to identify their gift uh, as well? So where can we find you? Um, you know, listen to more of your wisdom, et cetera. Um, and then what, where, where or how, what actions can folks take to identify their gift? Yeah, the second best, the second best place to, to connect with me is on LinkedIn. Dot mm -hmm. com and you type in Pierre Quinn, you'll, you'll see me. There are not a lot of us out there, a lot of Pierre Quinn's and I'm, I'm one in 7 billion. So you'll, you'll see, you'll see the one that looks like me. Trust me. You'll know it's me. Uh, the, the best place to catch up with me is actually on my website, PierreCQuinn.com. That's mm -hmm. PierreCQuinn.com. Mm -hmm. And yeah, every once in a while I'm on IG under Pierre Quinn, but I'm only on IG so that I can look at what in his life that's the only reason why i'm on ig so <laughs> yeah you can you catch me on ig uh at pierre quinn is, is my handle <laughs> oh that Man. was good that was good Yo, uh, practical practical ways or, or tips for folks to um you know find their find their gift yeah so here's here's an exercise that i like to do uh, when I'm when I'm doing some of my leadership workshops, and it's called the the impact timeline. Okay. Impact timeline. You consider your life in five year segments or ten year segments, and for each one of those segments, write down what was a significant event, how did it impact me, what did I learn from it, and what did I contribute to it. So what was the significant event? How did it impact me? What did I learn from it? And what did I contribute to it? Mm. Eventually, you are going to see trends. And anyone who, who's in business will let you know, you got to track the trends. So what are the themes that keep showing up in your major life events when you get when you graduated from school, when you got that first job, when you got a promotion, when you took on that first big client, when you switched industries, when when you when you navigated a tough loss in your family, what keeps coming through thematically in 
mm-hmm. timeline. Mm-hmm. And as you begin to follow those trends, you'll have a clear picture of what your superpower is. It's not going to be the clearest picture because you're going to have to fun- funnel through and sift through what are these experiences and walk through the emotion of those experiences. But as you begin to chart things out, you'll begin to see things that you never saw simply by talking it out. Mm. I'll say it again. As you begin to chart things out, and I'm talking about white Mm. notes, index cards, sharpies. Mm -hmm. As you begin to chart it out, you'll see and perceive so much more than just you talking it out. And that was one of the first things that I did on the journey to zeroing in on exactly what the gift was. Mm. This so powerful, so powerful, man. Um, thank you uh, for your time. Thank you for uh, you know what you're doing and what you're sharing. Um, you know, sharing your gift with the world. Uh, I know that you know I've been impacted personally. You know, by it, um, you know, in, in our individual conversations, but also in following you, uh, you know, on LinkedIn and otherwise. Uh, so thank you for sharing your gift with the world. So grateful for that. Uh, thank you for being a guest, uh, you know, on the Only Dream Big podcast, um, you know, and for everyone, uh, you know, out there. Uh, thank you for listening in. We'll see you next week. I'm going to stop the recording real quick here, man. If you like today's podcast, tune in to our social media to get updates on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, at Only Dream Big Inc. uh, And hit the subscribe button below. That's all for today, folks. See you next time.